Welcome to the 104 Sports Report, hosted by Alex Brooks and Brian Burroughs, the main source for Oswego sports, a member of the Oswegonian Multimedia Network. Let's get into it. Welcome in to episode 12 of season 6 of the 104 Sports Report. I am Alex Brooks, alongside me is Brian Burrows, and you know, just I just noticed that I have this Oswegonian ball. Oh. So little little plug for the Oswegonian here. I didn't even like I didn't even put those two together as we're part of the Oswegonian multimedia department. Um yeah, so Little tangent there, but welcome to the episode here. A little adder down the top of the episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a little adder on there. Um, yeah, welcome into this episode. We are very excited to be talking about some more Laker sports here in spring. We obviously got baseball, softball, men's lacrosse, and women's lacrosse. You know, they're, all these teams are going into some different directions. Some are doing, some are preparing for some playoffs, and some are kind of preparing for the offseason, but for more of that, I'm just not going to waste any time. Brian, the Laker rundown is yours this week. You go ahead. Well, the baseball team took two wins and a loss versus Plattsburgh over the weekend. The middle game of the set was the loss, and then a doubleheader sweep of Clarkson on Tuesday. It's nice to see out-of-conference wins. The softball team was mercyed twice by Geneseo in five innings, but then split the series versus Brockport on Saturday. Men's lacrosse took a Pretty devastating loss to Geneseo, 15-5 on Senior Day. And the women's last lacrosse team, 16-3 win behind Zimbalembo's seven goals, clinched a home playoff game. Yeah, there we go. I uh, I completely forgot. Um, it's been a little while since I've introduced. Brian, how are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm in a good mood today. So, it's been, a, it's been a decent week. We... we are in sports production, sports production together yep. with uh, Professor Cle- Professor Cleland. We just had a very interesting guest speaker, Brittany Cairns. Yep. If you uh, have been following WTOP for a while, she was sports director uh, for about four years ago. Uh, for yeah, about four years ago, 2019. 20, yep. Um, she talked to our class about what she's doing at ESPN now, and it was actually really interesting. So I'm just in a good mood af- after that. Yeah, it was it was really insightful. I'm I'm sure that you know we we got a lot of. We got a lot of um, different um, facts about how, or just different knowledge, excuse me, about like ESPN and how it's run, and also just about how like the communication and the relationships like on screen and off screen are just really good. Um, you know, the people that are on screen, they're as good as how they are um, off screen. So it's really, uh, that kind of st- stood out to me. And it's just, you know, we're just getting ready for a busy sports weekend with the draft but yeah. it's also yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's we're, we're very excited about that but we'll we'll switch over to some Lakers sports now with the baseball team so the Oswego baseball team is on a three game winning streak they are 17 and 15 8 and 4 in the conference they are in fourth place in the SUNYAC conference and Brian, they were able to take two out of three from Plattsburgh, and then they were able to sweep Clarkson in that doubleheader yeah. um, on Tuesday. So that was uh, yesterday, as we're recording Wednesday. So Tuesday was the doubleheader. Yeah, it was a lot of... Uh, so they're on a three-game winning streak. Now they're facing up against Oneana, but we'll, we'll start with that Plattsburgh series. Taking two out of three, that was big. 
Yeah, it's r- really good to see that they're still kind of taking care of business on teams that are down towards the bottom of the Suniac right now, Plattsburgh. Kind of that last team holding on to playoff hopes. Fredonia and New Paltz already eliminated. Neither of them winless. Have, neither of them have a win in the conference. Plattsburgh, that last team, they're in the five, sp- five spot. I'm pretty sure only four teams make a pl- make the playoffs. It's going to be tough for Plattsburgh, but it's good for Oswego that they hold on, keep it close with Oneonta, the team they are taking on next weekend. Both teams eating four right now. Um, the middle game loss was a tough one. I was actually on the call on for WNYO with a good friend of ours, Ben Diamond. Uh, the middle game, uh, they pitching just kind of shut them down. Oswego made a late push in the ninth inning to try to make a comeback. They were down five to one going into the ninth, mm-hmm. and in the five, they would score twice, five three loss. But their Plattsburgh pitching really was good. It was Chris Santic on the mound for the Cardinals, and he was pretty lights out. And uh, the other game, though. Because I only I didn't do the Friday game, which they won four to three. Uh, look, just looking at a quick look at the box score, it was a late seventh inning rally, two runs, given four three lead in the plot, and then the second game on the Delaware header on Saturday, eight two win was cut short due to lightning and weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so only five and a half frames were played, but they still scored eight runs. Yeah. So it was a good overall weekend for them versus Plattsburgh. Just a tough middle game there. Right, and you know a really good way to climb back up in um, the Suniac for this baseball team. I mean, it's just, it's it's a lot of, um, you know, this team has kind of been up and down as we've seen. I mean, uh, Plattsburgh, they were four, so now, now they're four and eight, and Fredonia and New Paltz are both eliminated, so Oswego, you know, they're in that eight and four spot, so they're, they're sitting pretty good with, um, you know, Oneana. They still have the same conference record as Oneana, and we'll go back to that series against Clarkson um, this past Tuesday. We'll look at the 4-1 victory as it was uh, Sean Durdinger getting the win there. He he, um, played pretty well. Um, Yeah, he did. he, um, He was able to... Um, pitch four scoreless innings, only giving him up four hits, and he also had uh, four strikeouts. So, you know, three fours across the board. Um, when you're not giving up runs and it's only just four hits and scoreless frame, that's pretty good for you. And um, the Lakers just did what they they needed to do. Julian Drew had a had a really good game. He had uh, two hits and one RBI. And you know, this team. You know, there's other people that didn't really step up in this game, but, you know, they were able to just take a nice, clean 3-1, three run victory. Yeah. And, yeah, and it, it, you don't need to have, like, the crazy 12-10 to 10 wins, 12-9 wins, or all these, like, high scores. You can pass by having a 4-1 victory, and that's what they did. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned Julia Drew. He's been on a tear lately. Um Going coming out of the first game versus St. John Fisher, or going into the yeah first game St. John Fisher, his batting average was three oh one. In the last what is it, um, eight games, he's got it up to three fifty five. Absolutely killing the ball, getting the, it's not even a lot of like extra base hits either. It's a lot of singles, but he hits. Um, from what I noticed over the weekend, was he, they put him kind of in that like 
two three spot or they put him in like the six seven spot yeah uh both spots great got spots for people who get on base a lot right um and he's obviously doing that he now has the team lead in batting average at 355 um in front of tyshawn featherstone and owen parliament who he, he's been struggling a little bit batting average is falling uh but it's really and Drew really been stepping up, which is really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, it, it's needed at this point of the season. I mean, as I mentioned, they're fourth in the Suniac, and I believe it's only four teams that make it, right? Yeah. That, that's what it is? Yep. Yeah. So Brockport and Cortland have already clinched a spot in the uh, dance. So now it's Oneon and Oswego, and Oswego is able to have a really good weekend as we preview this upcoming week against Oneana. They can go up and take that spot from Oneana, and then they only have a three-game series with Brockport and Alfred State. I know Brockport just—they um, were just able to clinch the second spot, but it's you know it's good experience going into these uh, these playoffs because most likely you're going to have to play Brockport if you're in either yeah. the fourth or the third spot. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah, with only six games left. The, t- the winner of this series, Oneon Tuspego, is going to clinch their playoff spot. Yeah. It, uh, it depends on who Plattsburgh is playing if they... Because they'll have to pretty much win out if they want a shot at the playoffs. Um, they are taking on Cortland. Uh, so it's tough. That's a tough opponent for them to try to make a playoff push. They get Cortland and then they get Fredonia. Uh, but Cortland most likely going to knock them out of the playoffs. Yep. Portland just two losses this year, but the Oneonta series uh, is huge, and the the winner of this is probably going to end up in the three spot. I mean, I guess us we go if they only take two and they only get one versus Brockport, it could switch up again. But mm-hmm. odds are the winner of this series is the three seed yeah. and gets Brockport again. Yep, uh, we'll take on Brockport. So big series as far as playoff implications in the Suniac, and then for Oneonta. They have a really good player, Jake Barrett. Uh, their lead is their best batter. He's hitting three ninety three this season in twenty five games. His OPS is over a thousand. He doesn't have a lot of extra base hits. He only has twelve of them in 33, 33 hits, but twenty RBIs, six and six on the base pass for stealing. Uh, he, he's a monster. No, he definitely is. I mean, and it's going to be tough for this Lakers team to just kind of keep up with that. I mean. We've seen just throughout the season, um, you know, they've been kind of going in waves. Um, like, obviously, Cortland, that's obviously going to be a tough series. Yeah. Um, they're one of the top teams in this country. And then for Donia, um, they were able to really do well in the New Paul. So it's like they've been doing well against the Suniac besides Cortland. So that's something that goes um, in their favor. It was kind of looking a little, a little shaky early in in this season as we were talking about it in the prior episodes when they were you know lost three straight to Cortland and then you know the St. John Fisher series it was like ooh 15 to 7 20 to 8 it's like okay I know it's not Suniac but it's still opponents that's gonna keep you down in the um in, in just like your record's not gonna really look good yeah so but they were able to pick it up, and yeah, they face Oneana, Alfred State, and then they end the series with SUNY Brockport. And then anything can happen in the SUNYAC playoffs. I mean, we saw this team do really well last season here um, for Oswego, and it 
now it's just seeing if they can kind of bring up their players again and see if they can make another run. Yeah, uh, it's this is a tough stretch for them down the down, tough stretch of games down the stretch of the season here with Onyanche Brockport um, with the random Alfred game thrown in there. This is you said it. It's, this is kind of the test. Um, if they kind of come through these games and they and they win four of six or they or they sweep both of them, um, it kind of shows to the rest of the Suniac that this team is legit. Um, I mean, Brockport isn't necessarily locked into that two spot right now. No, no. Oswego all. sweeps. Brockport has a tough for whoever. I'm not sure who Brockport plays this weekend, but if they don't play well. Um, I'm going to guess they're playing for Donia New Pulse. So they probably are going to sweep. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, but if Oswego beats... If, if Oswego wins out, there's a chance they could jump Brockport mm-hmm. for that two spot. And then it, it's just kind of showing everybody, like, hey, this team is legit. This team can do it. Like, do something. So... Yeah. And we'll just have to see next week for this Oswego baseball team. But let's move over to the softball team for the Lakers. Um, it is getting a little worse for them. It's in, they're, doing, they're in the opposite direction. They're in the opposite direction of the baseball team. They are 3-9 in conference, 8-22-1 overall. Um, it, was a, it was a double mercy loss, double header. Or double mercy game against um, Geneseo, and it was a really bad game for the star pitcher for Oswego, Fiona Higgins. She had two innings pitch. She gave up six runs. Had three strikeouts, but the six runs you do not want to see that no. for this softball team. And you know, Brian, you can take it away on this one. 13-5, 10 nothing. Two uh, two pretty much mercy rule games that you weren't able to capitalize. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen them get mercyed plenty of times this year, so this yeah. is nothing really new. Um, the new thing is Fiona Higgins getting pretty much killed in this one. Yeah. Um, you said two innings pitched, five hits, six runs, a walk, three strikeouts, hit a batter. She only faced 13 batters. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure what happened in this one, yeah. but... That's not Fiona Higgins esque. No, no, and we and we've talked about this before. I mean, we talked about it last week when we were kind of just ranting about this. Fiona Higgins is the only star pitcher on this team. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So when you're throwing her out there for this this series, this series, this series, this series, there's going to be games where she's not going to be able to keep up. And yeah. a seven run third, it just, I mean, it. And when your offense is not really showing up for it, that can kind of lose a little bit motivation with, you know, they score three in the first. All right, second inning, nothing going. Third inning, nothing going again. And then seven runs, and it's kind of like, all right, we're down 10-0, and if we don't score in the next two innings, we're done. And that's what they didn't do. So, um, yeah, really, really bad showing from Fiona Higgins, but... A really bad showing from this Oswego softball offense. Yep. I, I, I mean, it, like just looking at this, it's you know, 0 for three, 0 for two. There was only three. Yeah, they only had three hits on the game against Geneseo. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Um, in yeah, this first game, I mean, 
not what you're looking for. And then they were able to score five runs in that um, in that next game, but and I'm just noticing it was a Fiona Higgins on the mound again in yep. that second mercy rule. Two and two thirds innings, eight hits, nine runs, three walks, five strikeouts. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's just you're going into a game where you just allowed all these runs. Yep. And then you're like, get back on the mound. You're gonna pitch again. A doubleheader. That's insane. Yeah. And then somehow, as we move over the tennis into the Brockport series, she went out and pitched the next day. She went out and pitched versus Brockport, and somehow, some way, got her turned it around. Um, men, must mentally must not have affected her too much because she went out versus Brockport and pitched a seven inning shutout, four hits, three walks, eleven strikeouts, and like, um, so, uh, in the entire weekend she would have pitched eleven and two thirds innings. Yep. So almost there, almost twelve innings pitched, which is like. I guess she's done more in a single weekend, but the fact that she pitched three straight games... She actually pitched four straight games. Oh. Um, Chelsea Sellers went in for um, five innings, but she... um, Fiona Higgins came in, and she gave up two earned runs on three hits. So, against Brockport in the next game. So, she's been used... Didn't even get an out. Didn't even get an out. Didn't even get an out. She's been used... So much in this last stretch, um, and I know it may just be something where, I mean, I'm not even going to speculate on it because I don't want to. I don't want to talk about speculations here. But when you're looking at this Oswego softball team, the one thing you look at as a star is Fiona Higgins, obviously. But to put her out there four straight games without a break. The fact that she has an arm still is surprising. <laughs> yeah. And she's been succeeding, as you mentioned, Brian, before we got on this um, before we got on this podcast, that she's what is she, top two in the SUNYAC in what is it, strikeouts? Or uh, is the it? Country. She's in not, the country. She's number two in the country in strikeouts per seven. Innings. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, maybe that's just like, all right, I wanna get out there, I wanna keep getting that my uh, conference numbers up, but you know, strikeouts can only go you so much when you're put out there for four straight games and expected to just lead this team with your arm. I mean, I know what they say, pitching wins championships, but that's more than just one pitcher. Yeah. It's definitely more than just one pitcher. You need a battery pitcher. You don't, you don't need just, like, a single pitcher. She also hits, too. I mean, she's also a hitter. Um, yeah. So... No DHs in softball. So yeah, so going out there as both a hitter and a pitcher, it's been tough. But just overall for this softball team, um, it's been very disappointing. Um, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of uh, players. Uh, Samantha Morgan leads the team with a three thirty seven batting average, along with Madison Hoflich, um with three eleven. But you know, other than that, it's kind of just kind of been going down the going down the tube for this Oswego uh, softball team, which is unfortunate because obviously here in the 104 Sports Report, we want to we want to commentate on good things. We want to com- we want to find uh, silver linings. Obviously, we talk about Fiona Higgins and the historic season she's having, but other than that, it's kind of seeming like for this uh, Lakers softball team, there's not really a silver lining or anything that we can take from this 
other than the pitching performance from Higgins. Yeah, it's... I don't really know how much else to say. I, I feel like I'm, this is week after week that I just couldn't get a loss for words about yeah. this team. Um, but we I don't want to just keep ranting about them. So I think we just... We move... We move on. Yep. Let's let's just do that right there. And um, as we talk about all of our takes and everything, we have an ad read for the Ostrogonian Multimedia. For the latest on-campus news, Oswego sports takes, and the latest information on the Oswego State hockey teams, head over to the Oswegonian Multimedia Department. Each week, the group releases more podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. For more information, head to the Oswegonian podcast page on the Oswegonian website or the Twitter page. And uh, now, to the turf, to Laker Turf Stadium. Let's do this. As the men's lacrosse team, as I mentioned earlier, was uh, smacked, as you wrote in our, <laughs> wrote on the rundown here. 15-5. Um, for their final home game of the regular season, that's uh, that's a rough one. Uh, that's the best, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, it was coming into the game. Storyline was two undefeated teams, top of the SUNYAC standings. Which team is going to come out on top? And Geneseo proved that it wasn't even close. Nope. Uh, they're probably going to end up running away with the SUNYAC playoff. Well, I won't go that far. You never playoffs or playoffs, but. Uh, they officially clinch a playoff spot. Oswego, because of the loss, fall to third behind Cortland, um, which is a team that they are playing on today. They are currently in action verse. Uh, so let's, you know what? Little, we'll pull this up. Live stats. Do a little live stats here in the Oh, boy. All right. Is that a good old boy or a bad old boy? Oh, that's a horrendous old boy. Oh, no. Um, here we go. As I check the live stats here, um, it's... Four to go in the fourth quarter. They are losing twenty-two to five. All right. Um, so I'm gonna go on go on to assume that they're gonna lose this game, um, and, they, and they'll fall to four and two this season. They're also gonna drop to zero and forty against Cortland. Oh, um, that that's something that I was gonna bring up later. But as we as we go into against Cortland, going into this game, they've never beaten them. 0-39. So now they're losing 22-5. to It's going to fall down, nothing short of a miracle, 0-40 against Cortland. And that is, uh, that's not really good. <laughs> um, yeah. For uh, Oswego trying to jump up into a top spot. So we'll have to, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's really tough. Um... So, yeah, let's go back to the... <laughs> let's go backwards to Geneseo. Let's go backwards to Geneseo. We'll talk about the Cortland game next week because the game, obviously, is not going to be finalized until after this episode. Um, well... Well, it's going to be after we, we're done recording this episode. It will obviously be done as um, when this episode airs. So, let's go back to the Geneseo game. Um, yeah, it was... It, it, it was not good for um, Oswego, obviously. Uh, Geneseo was able to only... Sc- there was only one goal scored in the first quarter. Um, it was a one nothing game, so it was good defense from Oswego, but then it just went off the rails going into 
the second, third, and then eventually the sixth goal, fourth. Um, Oswego committing a lot of penalties, eight penalties to Geneseo's two. That's just not going to get get you in the position to win. Um, We'll look at the team stats here. Geneseo having 57 shots to Oswego, 33 um, Oswego had a little bit more saves, but we've mentioned before when they beat opponents, people have had more saves. Doesn't really equal better performance. Uh, turnovers, yeah. ten more turnovers, twenty-three to thirteen. That's not going to get you anywhere. And then um, ground balls, twenty-nine to twenty-two, in favor of the Knights. So, yeah, not really much going for Oswego. Gavin Elston was able to have a hat trick. So that's a little bit of a uh, it's a little bit of a silver lining for Oswego. Um, he was able to score the first the first three goals for Oswego, and then it was just a sea of blue and white on Laker turf. Yeah, it's um, this team was rolling early. They were. Uh, they looked really good. They not only did they win out of conference games, they were winning the in conference games to start the season. Um, and I don't know if it was just kind of like false hope or whatever you want to say about the way the fact that they got the two hardest teams in the Suniac as two of the final three games of their season. Um, but that uh, it definitely is going to be a crash back to earth for them. I, I, they were probably riding a, little, a bit high yeah. uh, in a good spot. Um, and now back-to-back losses by more than 10 goals. Uh, there, there's now 30 seconds left in this game. It looks like it's going to end 22 to five in the Cortland game. Um, it's not great. Luckily, it's Potsdam to finish their season on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Potsdam won this in the conference, 0 and five, just six and seven this season. Um, so that was is a nice little pick me up in the season. Despite the back to back losses, they're probably locked into a playoff spot. Yeah. Home or away is the big question. Either third or second or uh, third or fourth seed. Um, right now Oneana's at three and two. They would fall down to four and two. Um, so they still have a game up on um, Oneana, but they would have to win against Potsdam in order yeah. to solidify that. Yep, uh, Potsdam currently up on Plattsburgh, around, looking around the Suniac because the games are on right now. And Oneonta and New Paltz are in overtime at 13 apiece. So I think Oswego is a little bit of scoreboard watching. They're hoping New Paltz can pull up an upset, and I think they yeah. would pretty much be locked in to that spot. To the three seed. Yep. The, three seed. Um, the difference between men and women's lacrosse is because there are less teams in the men's side of the Suniac. Only four teams make the playoffs. So at this point, it's looking like they're not going to be a uh, home team. Uh, they're not going to get a home playoff game, no. which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but they have won on the road this year already. They went on the road to beat Brockport. They went on the road to beat New Paltz. So hopefully they can do it again against Potsdam. They'll be on the road for it. So hopefully their road prowess this season, three and one, or currently two and one, in the Suniac on the uh, on away turf, yeah, and they'll fall to two and two. 
No, uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm oh, just kind of going. I'm counting the the Cortland okay, game yeah, as yeah, they yeah. they've lost. Yep. They have okay. lost. The fourth period is over. It is a twenty-two to five loss. All right. Um, so official. Uh, uh, two and one currently. Hopefully, they end three and one on away turf in the Suniac games, and they'll head to they'll head most likely to Cortland to take on the Red Dragons. Yeah. So go right back to where you got embarrassed. But you know we've seen. We've seen crazy things before. I mean, we saw the Oswego women's soccer team pull off a complete upset against Plattsburgh. They never even beat them in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, against uh, against the Cardinals, and then they just kind of did an upset there. So we've seen some crazy things with these Oswego teams that we've covered uh, this whole um, this whole year with season five and season six. So we'll move over to the women's lacrosse team who. Is doing the better out of all four of these teams, as yeah. right now they are primed for a second or for a home slot uh, or a home bid for the Suniac playoffs, sitting and at seven and one, and potentially a buy, and as well, potentially a buy. Six seeded, six seed playoffs. First two teams get a buy in the playoffs. Um, they're looking potent at a potential buy here. Yeah, if they win against if they win against Cortland and Geneseo loses, they'll be able to get that second seed and a buy because they unfortunately lost to Geneseo, um, which was the last loss they had, um, as yep. that was on April fourth, and they've won every single game since, riding a five-game winning streak. Yeah. Um, but to get to this point, the game we have yet to talk about is a 16-3 win versus Oneonta on Saturday. Um, and it was, it was, it was, it was uh, excuse me, Isabella Lumbo Day. Um, seven goals for Lumbo in this one. Um, just dominant from her. She put in three of the first four for Oswego. Um... Picked up another three straight in the third quarter and fired one in with six to go in the fourth yep. to, for that 16th and final goal. Um, that's, uh, I mean, we keep seeing it that these Lake Waker women lacrosse players, just one of them just has to go off every game. It's never just like, it's <laughs> never just balanced scoring. It's like, all it's right, temporary. today's Lumbo Day, tomorrow's, tomorrow's Sela Day. The other day, uh, other, one day other is game, Shea McConnell. Yep. One day it's McConnell. The other other game it was Quirk's game. Yep. Like, I don't really know like why uh, this ha- the way it happens the way it does. But, but it's a definition of a good team. It's a definition of a good team that that's it happens the way it does. Uh, this that was her season high in goals, shots on goals, and just total shots. Um, and yeah, so excellent game for her. Not her career high though, which is eight, which she had took out last year versus Potsdam. Um, but yeah, Isabel Isabel Lumbo, just a junior, already has eighty nine career goals. I mean, we were talking earlier this season, uh, just a couple of games ago, how Celia Wiley got uh, career number one hundred. Yep. She's a senior. Uh, Lumbo only eleven goals away from that could also hit that <laughs> mark this season with with another, at least one more year of eligibility, yeah. potentially two, depending on her COVID status. Right, and she, um, and she could, yeah, she could pass uh, Cela Wiley. We talk about, you know, the Cela Wiley show on Laker Turf, as you mentioned, 
You wanted to say that Oneana, the Red Dragon field, was Cela Wiley's field. Now maybe Laker Turf might be the Lembo show. The Lembo Turf. The Lembo Turf, the amazing show of Isabella Lembo on Laker Turf field. As, yeah, like, I mean, she has one more year. She's been dominating all season. You know, we we talked about her as she had, you know, a seven-goal performance. I mean... You know, that's just the trust of your teammates, too. Yeah. That's the trust of being able to be like, okay, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to have a good game, and you guys can trust me knowing that every time that we're going in there, we're going to put it in the back of the net, and we're going to dominate opponents any way we can. And only two penalties on the game to uh, Oneonis 3, so it was pretty much a good game um, from the penalty um, area. Um, we look at team stats, even in shots. Uh, saves were in Oswego's favor. Oneana had more turnovers, which makes sense. And then Oswego and Oneana pretty much even in ground ball, 17 to 15. So a pretty even game regarding team stats, but you know, 16 to 13, that is the only thing that matters for um, for the Oswego Lakers and Coach Britt Howard. Yeah, uh, and. I mean, we we talk about the Lombard show. Cela Wiley still day, still had a day. Oh yeah, three no goals, second on the team, two assists, five total points, second on the team. Um, so not like she wasn't there. She just oh, of course not. It was just got to highlight Lombard today. Of course. Um, but yeah, this women's lacrosse team um, now just one game to go. Seven o'clock tonight, also in Cortland. Under the lights. Under the lights in Cortland. Ooh, um, what a way. What a way to end it. Cortland. It's the number one team in the SUNYAC. Number one team in the SUNYAC. 8-0. Can they give them the first loss? Um, just looking at overall stats, Cortland, 30, about 35 more goals than Oswego this year defensively. Um, about tw- uh, 21 less goals. They have the same overall record at 12-3. and It's just the conference record, the one loss difference in the conference. Cortland currently on a nine-game winning streak. Um, obviously, 8-0 in the conference. So. Yep. Yeah, something to note right here for the schedule-wise um, is that New Paltz beat Oneana 14-13 in overtime, and Geneseo took it to Fredonia 19-2. So Gen- men's or women's? This is women's lacrosse. Women's lacrosse, okay. So Geneseo has already beat Fredonia, so they will get the bye. So Oswego, no matter if they lose or win to Cortland, they are going to get that third spot and host a first-round playoff against who do we know? It's probably going to – let's just look right now. Um, As a three-seed, they'd get the um, six-seed. So that would be Oneana because they fell to Newport. So Oneana will be that uh, opponent. So it will be probably Oneana versus Oswego. Um, coming up next week, and you know, as we mentioned, Oswego just played Oneana, so they have a lot of experience. Sixteen and thirteen in the Red Dragon Field up at Oneana, right near um, my hometown in Albany. Um, <laughs> just a little plug there, but yeah. Um, so that's a little update for you guys um, on the one hundred and four Sports Sport that it will most likely be the Red Dragons of Oneana coming to Laker Turf. So very interesting, yeah. but 
And then before we move over to the oven, as things yeah. start to get a little warm in here, quick update around the Suniac for men's lacrosse. New Paltz with the upset on right. Oneonta. Oswego is in third place in the conference. Uh, still sole, sole possession of third place. So yep. just a little update there as we before we switch over to the oven as things get pretty warm in here. Yeah, things get really warm here, Brian. We got the Laker oven going, and um, yeah, uh, my, I'll start with mine. Um, it was going good for a little bit, and then 15 to 5 happened <laughs> this past uh, this past Saturday against Geneseo. So mine went out the door. I said they would win their last three home games, 4-1 and one home record, three and one in their final away games and that's just not going to happen because of that loss and then the loss against um, Cortland who they are now owned 40 against so that one died um, for mine what about you Brian um surprisingly mine actually hit it was just a one week thing I said that Fiona Higgins was going to jump from number five in the strikeouts per seven leader leaderboard in the country into the top three and despite her really rough weekend where she had a lot of usage she actually jumped up to two all right uh i'm pretty sure her numbers are the same as they were last week i, I or they're maybe even a little worse i think just the players around her fell so she is now number two in the country behind just trinity Str- uh stris tritelli from suny poly yep just those two atop the country's strikeouts for seven numbers. Got a big give a big congrats to Brian. I think that's the first one that's actually just hit. No, right? I think yeah. There we go. <laughs> first one, first Laker oven that hit comes from uh, Brian Burrows, 2023, 426, 2023. Remember the date. So <laughs> first, uh, first Laker oven uh, point goes to Brian Burrows. But now we have some new ones. So. We'll start off with you, Brian. You were the winner. What's your new Laker oven hot take? So I'm sticking. I'm going to go women's lacrosse, and I'm going to say as they had the playoff game on Saturday. Um, as long as they don't get the bye, uh, it doesn't matter. Actually, no, it doesn't matter. Their, their first game. First, they're going to win their first playoff game, whether it is in the first or second round of the playoff, by at least eight goals. Hot take. Okay. There we go. Boom. Drop um, the mic. Drop the mic there. Leave. All right, so my first, so not knowing where the schedule was, I originally was going to put the men's lacrosse game that they were going to win against Cortland. Didn't know that at the time of recording that they were playing Cortland and they were losing by a lot. So I decided to change that up right quickly here in the rundown, breaking the fourth wall a little bit. (laughs) Um, Men's baseball, now I'm going to move over to the diamond. Men's baseball is going to jump in front of Oneana for the third seed in the Suniac because they are going to do well against Oneana this weekend. And they're going to jump up to third. Hell yeah. And they're going to be right behind Cortland and Brockport, top three team in this Suniac. And they're going to make uh, – and I'm, I'm excited. I'm not talking about any runs. They're just going to be the third seed when all things are said and done. Boom. Mic drop. Boom. Hell yeah. Um, no, I can see it happening. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. This team is good. Their 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 bats are hot, so I like it. There we go. All right. So before we end this episode, 
we are going to just kind of say that um, we're going to preview a little bit of next episode. Um, as I've mentioned, kind of teasing it out of a lot of these episodes later, um, there is going to be new hosts coming up next year. Um, it's going to be Kenny and Sean, and they are going to be on this episode coming next week um, whenever we do decide to record it because the semester is winding down. Next week is the final week of classes. And yeah, we're, uh, we're going to be out of here as hosts. We're all going to come on. We're all going to talk about Lakers sports. And then, you know, we'll have our little, little goodbyes here on the 104. It's been a great, great ride. It's been a great, uh, great couple seasons that we've done um you know we we're really fortunate to have this opportunity and you know it's 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 been re- it's been really fun brian yeah it's this has been an awesome awesome year i am so glad that we got a chance to do this uh got to host this podcast entire year it really kept me engaged in Lakers sports the entire year too which i can't say i had been in the past i think right. there are there are times in the past where i kind of faded in and out watching Lakers sports um, but during classes and stuff, but this really kept me engaged the entire season, and it was a fun way to talk about everything and just have an outlet every week to talk Laker sports, which I always love doing. So, yeah. and I could not have asked for a better co-host. So, <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. I I could say the exact same. I could not ask for a better co-host than a Brian across the way, but. Yeah, that is going to do it for week 12, or week 12, episode 12 of season 6 of the 104 Sports Report. Um, For Brian Burroughs, I am Alex Brooks. We got our final episode, episode 13, coming next week. So tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts here for the 104 Sports Report. One last episode for me and Brian, and we'll introduce the new Uh, new hosts that are going to be coming in here for next year. So thank you, everyone, and see you next week. See ya.